Our readings today tell us two things about prayer. The first from our Old Testament, the book of Sirach, and then the responsorial psalm reminds us that when we pray, God hears our prayer. That when we pray, God listens to us. The Lord is a God of justice. He knows no favorites. The Lord is not deaf to the wail of the orphan nor to the widow. And the one who serves God willingly is heard. His petition reaches to the heavens. And we were reminded in the responsorial psalm that the Lord hears the cry of the poor. That's the first thing our readings tell us today about prayer, that God hears our prayers. And in the second, or in our gospel rather today, we have the Pharisee and the tax collector, and Jesus is telling this parable about how they prayed, and of course God hears their prayers. But it seems that the prayer that God finds favorable is the prayer of the tax collector. So maybe the second thing that our readings this weekend, that our gospel does for us, is gives us a model, gives us an example of how it is that we're to pray in our own lives. That's what I wish to suggest this weekend, that as we hear the Gospels week in and week out, as we read the Gospels, hopefully in our own homes, that as we read the Scriptures, that we encounter the language of prayer. Because we see the example of so many in the Scriptures who prayed, that the Gospels record their prayer, that the Old Testament tells us the words that they used in their prayers that they offered to God and as God heard the prayers that they made. Many of you know that I was just in the Holy Land for 10 days with a number of people from our local area. That was one thing that struck me as we went from place to place was that as we encountered the gospel that corresponded to each of those locations, that there was an example of one of the people in that story that prayed begins with the Annunciation, with Mary's visit as she receives it from the angel Gabriel in the village in that little town of Nazareth. And the angel comes to her and, first of all, greets her and says, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. And now from generation to generation, over and over again, we've continued to repeat those words of the angel every time we pray the Hail Mary. So even our scripted prayer takes on the example of sacred scripture. But after this dialogue that Mary has with the angel, Mary says, let it be done to me according to your word. That's a prayer that she makes. It's a prayer of resignation saying, what you want, God, I want for my life. And so we see the example of Mary who prayed and Maybe we try to make her prayer our prayer. Mary then goes in haste and she visits her cousin Elizabeth in the little village of Ein Kerem. And there at the Church of the Visitation in the Holy Land commemorates Mary's visit to Elizabeth. And how Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, exclaims, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And just as we repeat those words of the angel every time in the Hail Mary, 
we continue to repeat those words every time of Elizabeth when we repeat and pray that prayer to the Blessed Virgin. But after Mary greets Elizabeth, after the infant in Elizabeth's womb, John the Baptist leaps for joy. Mary proclaims a prayer. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on his lowly servant. Mary gives an example again of giving thanks to God, this model of prayer, as she makes her prayer, and as the evangelist Luke records it, it teaches us another way in which we can pray. Down the hill from the Church of the Visitation is another church called the Church of John the Baptist, where, in the home of Elizabeth and Zechariah, John the Baptist was born. And and Zechariah, who was mute, who was struck silent because he didn't believe what God was doing in the life of Elizabeth at the birth of John, exclaims, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He makes this prayer from the depths of his heart, praising God and saying all that God will do. From there, the church of the Nativity in Bethlehem, commemorating the spot where Christ was born in the cave and placed in the manger. The prayer that Mary teaches of adoration that the shepherds teach, but perhaps even the repetition of Mary's I love you to the Christ child. In the village of Jericho, we'll hear about Jericho next weekend in the gospel as we hear about Zacchaeus climbing the sycamore tree and Jesus finding him and wanting to have dinner at his house. But another miracle took place in Jericho, and that was the healing of Bartimaeus. Jesus goes to him and says, what do you want me to do for you? And Bartimaeus says, I want to see another prayer of the scriptures, giving voice to what it is that we want to ask God to do, just like in the village of Capernaum, when Peter and the disciples asked Jesus to heal the mother-in-law of St. Peter, making their request known to the Lord Jesus. In Jerusalem, at the church of the Pater Noster, they recall the teaching of the Our Father as the disciples ask Jesus, teach us how to pray, and he says, well, pray in this way, Father, hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. At the Mount of Olives, at the foot of that hill, at the church of all nations, at the church of the agony, the rock where Christ prayed the night before he died, saying, if it be your will, let this cup pass, but not my will, your will be done. As we see the example in the Gospels of Jesus at prayer, we wonder if we can make his prayer our own. Or when on Mount Calvary, when Jesus dies on the cross, he says, Father, forgive them, they know not what they do. He prays that prayer asking for forgiveness for others. Or the prayer of the good thief, Jesus, remember me, when you come into your kingdom. All of the Gospels from Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, all of the scriptures, whether the old or the new, are filled with examples of men and women who offered their prayers to God. And as Sirach reminds us that God heard those prayers. And as they make their prayer, as it's recorded in those pages, it gives us an example of how we can pray in our own lives. So many people ask the question, I don't know how to pray, how should I pray? Maybe the answer is found when we open the Gospels, when we read the Scriptures, 
that we find their example and it'll teach us how to pray. And today we have that example of the tax collector who beat his breast and prayed, O God, be merciful to me, a sinner. May his prayer and the prayer of so many men and women become our prayer too.